Episode 26, How to Rediscover Your Passions. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live life amplified. Yo-Yo Ma once said, passion is one great force that unleashes creativity. Because if you're passionate about something, you're more willing to take risks. Oprah Winfrey says, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Now, if you've listened to this podcast at all over the last seven months, you know I spend an inordinate amount of time talking about purpose, about being connected to yourself, and then really giving that thing away to other people through your service. But Passion becomes the soulmate in many ways to purpose because before you can show up and contribute to the world, you have to be connected to yourself. You have to know what it is that you're here to give in the first place. So if purpose ultimately becomes about service, passion is that internal spark that you light within yourself that gives you the energy, the focus, the motivation to even show up and bring your purpose to life. And I didn't realize until I saw some post on our Life Amplified Power Tribe private Facebook group that we have. By the way, we have a link to that in the show notes if you'd love to come join us. But check out this post from Megan Wagner. She says, I struggle to find time to figure out what my passion is. I'm so busy being a mom, a wife, and an employee that at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I've been a mom for so long that I don't even know what I'm passionate about anymore. And what was interesting is to see the people who responded under that post who could really relate to it in a deep way, just not even knowing what your passion is. It's like you're lost in the forest and you have no compass of a direction in which to move in. So that's what I want to do today is give you some tools and strategies to help you rediscover what your passion is, because as you become a more passionate person, you'll become a more purpose-driven person. But before we get into that, how do you rediscover your passion? Let's talk about the passion patterns of behavior that are going to keep you stuck, that are going to keep you lost and disconnected from who you are. And it doesn't matter. I've done this work now with people in 13 countries. I've done it with people from all age groups, from millennials up to retired seniors. I've done this with people from all socioeconomic backgrounds. And there are typical patterns of behavior that keep people stuck. And I think there's two in particular that I want to talk about today that might be smothering your passion. Number one, putting yourself last. We're conditioned to do this, right? I mean, we wake up every day, we're immediately in the smartphone, we're checking email, we're thinking about the kids, we're making them breakfast, we're making sure they have clean clothes, that you know they're off to school, that they're taken care of. A lot of you listening to this podcast might be taking care of a spouse in some way. You might have family members who've been struggling financially or struggling emotionally, and you're giving a lot to them. Some of you might have some of those needy friendships in your life from people who are perpetually in crisis and all always need your help and you're giving your energy away to them. But somehow in the middle of all that, what you're not doing is taking any time to give to yourself during the day. And don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to be selfish and to become self-absorbed. I'm telling you, you need to become self-ish, S-E-L-F hyphen 
I-S-H. Because the big problem, if you're a person who feels tired, depleted, uninspired, and just generally lost in your life, it's because you're trying to give to other people what you're unwilling to give to yourself. So we're going to talk about some strategies today to help you put yourself first, not that so you can ignore other people. Trust me, I want you to be a person of contribution. I believe it's only through giving in the world that we actually receive. But let's reframe this conversation. Let's throw a little bit of you into the recipe. What do you need? How can you reconnect to who you are? and what you love and what inspires you. So we want to get you out of that pattern of putting yourself last. Here is another pattern that is going to completely keep you stuck when it comes to discovering your passion. You value the opinion of others before your own. Many of us grew up in a household where we were told that the things we want aren't important or that we can't make a living doing the things that we want or that we need to follow, you know, the family business or follow in the family footsteps. I worked with this incredible woman as part of my group program that I just wrapped up who told me this amazing story. She saw the movie Indiana Jones as a kid. She wanted so bad to become an archaeologist. That was her passion. She decided, you know, she was going to go conquer the Temple of Doom. And, you know, she was only seven, eight years old at the time. And her parents actually withheld her allowance for three weeks until she agreed that she would not pursue that dream because you can't make money as an archaeologist, they said. And they pushed her into this other career path that would be safe, that would be secure. And in that moment, not only was my client conditioned to value mom and dad's opinion, to value mom and dad's vision above her own, she also made this subconscious belief that there's going to be money struggle, that there's going to be financial pain. My needs won't be met if I follow my intuition. By the way, a third pattern that keeps people stuck is you doubt your intuition. You listen to your fear and don't trust that gut instinct that really knows your next right step, what's in it for you. So how do we get you reconnected back to who you are? How do you rediscover your past? I'm going to give you four steps that you can implement starting today to move you forward. Thank you so much for being here on Life Amplified. The first thing that we have to address if you're a person who wants to rediscover your passion is sleep. It's rest. So many of us are operating like the iPhone that's down to a 20% charge every day. We don't ever plug ourselves back in. And it's funny when you think about that, because my God, if your cell phone got into the red and you're out somewhere in the city, you are panicked. You're looking for a place to plug in. You would never let your phone get down to 1% for too long. You start feeling anxiety about it. Oh my God, I got to plug my phone in. But we don't ever seem to treat ourselves with the same amount of care, do we? It's so important. If you're a person who wants to rediscover your passion, we got to get you back into a regular sleep schedule. And I think that needs to be minimum seven hours a night, but possibly as much as nine, depending on what you need. And you need to be doing this consistently. There is 50 years of sleep research to back this up, my friends. This isn't something that I'm just sort of pulling out of my butt here. There is research that tells us when we get a full night's sleep, we're 30% sharper with our cognitive abilities the next day. We think better. We have more energy. We feel more motivation. And I get it. We are in a world where we're all burning the candle at both ends. There are some of you right 
right now are like, well, Dan, it's easy for you to say you don't have kids. And my kid had the flu and was up throwing up until three in the morning. And I get that. There are going to be times when there is a serious emergency in the home where you've got to take care of the family and you've got to take care of the little ones and you've got to put them first. But really, how many nights out of 365 days a year are you not sleeping because the kids got sick? And furthermore, how many nights are you not sleeping because you sat up and you started binge-watching The Crown on Netflix that you got wrapped up into looking at Facebook and Instagram and laying in bed at night? And so many people tell me, well, damn, that's how, you know, I handle with my insomnia that I have is, you know, I'd like to have my electronics and I have to do something to get me ready to go to sleep. But there's more science on this as well. And we talked about this on the podcast before. That light, the whole mechanism that allows you to see your laptop, your tablet, your cell phone during daylight hours is because it simulates sunlight. That blue light on the phone, when you're looking at it at night, actually tricks your brain into still thinking it's daylight and you shouldn't go to sleep. So if you're struggling to fall asleep and you think that binge-watching Netflix is going to make you tired, it's actually the exact opposite. So if you're having trouble falling asleep and you think that watching Netflix is going to, you know, help you close the gap and help you fall asleep quicker, it's actually just the opposite. It's stimulating your brain to keep going. So I'm going to propose something to you today that might seem a little radical, but could you do it as a seven-day challenge? Could you allow yourself to do this? Could you turn off the Wi-Fi in your house after 7 p.m.? Could you do that? Could you put all the electronics away? Could you not check your email? Could you not be in text messaging or Facebook after 7 p.m.? What could you do with that extra time, by the way? Not just in terms of getting yourself mentally prepared to sleep, but imagine how much more connection you would experience with your spouse, with your children, when nobody is distracted. Could you do that for just the next seven days? I would love to hear your experience with this. Please, by all means, join us in our private Facebook group and let me know if you are going to take me up on this challenge. I'll do it with you. I'll keep the Wi-Fi off. Now, there are times when I have evening clients. I won't be able to be there with you until like 9 o'clock, but I'll turn the Wi-Fi off here in my place. We can do this together. Another thing that you could try. Now, I have not tried this approach on my own, but I have some friends who've done it. So I'm going to make the investment and treat myself. You've seen those blue blocker sunglasses that take out all the harmful light off your computer monitor. Well, there's another variation of those that are next level that take out pretty much all forms of bad light that stimulate your brain at night. They're called twice. Highlight sunglasses. It's this biohacking mechanism. And you can buy those online and you can get them as cheap as maybe 40, 50 bucks. And I think you can get them for up to 110 if you want a really stylish pair. You might see some people who actually use this on airplanes if they are taking a red eye flight somewhere. But the people I know who've used this swear within an hour of putting on these glasses, they're falling asleep on the couch. Like, I don't know all the science behind it. I'm not a tech geek, but it pretty much filters out all the forms of light that are stimulating your brain so you can fall asleep faster and get a better night's rest. Because when we talk here about this idea of passion, yes, you need to be rested. You need the mental capacity to be connected to yourself to even show up for what it is you love. But you know, passion just isn't about hobbies. It's not just about your career. Passion is also about our relationships. We need to be bringing our most passionate self 
to relationships. Something you might want to consider if you're feeling disconnected from your significant other is what if you both went to bed at the same time? You know, I know in my last relationship, this is something where she and I blew it. She was so busy with her work. She was at times when she was working on deadlines and projects and she was up until 1.30 in the morning and I would go back to bed. There'd be nights she would go to bed early, but I would be like, oh God, well, I haven't meditated. I haven't journaled. I need to do my spiritual practice. And we were going to bed at separate times and that actually killed passion in the relationship to some degree. And it's not the primary reason that we split up. I think at the end of the day, we didn't have the same values, but I do hear from a lot of couples where they're just going through the motions and they're living as roommates. They share the bills, they raise the kids, they get along, but they don't feel that deep, soulful connection anymore. So we want to look at passion holistically here about every aspect of your life. You need to be passionate about your health. You need to be passionate about your finances, your career, and certainly your relationships. Because at the end of the day, you could build the business of your dreams. You could leave your corporate career, but we all want somebody that we can share that with as well. So there's some nighttime routines that you can start to implement right now. You hear a lot in the self-help space where we talk about the importance of morning routines, and I'm going to tell you even some things that you can do there in the morning to get your day started right. But remember, a lot of times how you feel in the morning is a product of what happened before you went to bed at night. Being able to sleep, being able to rest, to be focused, that's what's going to give you the energy to show up the right way. The number two tool I want to give you to help you rediscover your passion is visualize. You know, in that post I shared with you from Megan earlier, she has no mental whiteboard space to even give to herself. She's so busy being a mom, a wife, an employee. We've got to be able to clear some space every day for you just to daydream, to imagine. Do you remember what it was like when you were younger and you had something that you were super excited about? Maybe it was a new movie that was coming out. You were so excited, like if there was a new Star Wars or a new Harry Potter movie, and all your energy was just looking forward to it. It gave you something to look forward to. When you were younger, you might have been super excited about a date and you would lay in bed at night and sort of think about how that date would go and you'd have the butterflies in your stomach, you still can do that as an adult. You can create that space to daydream. Think about what excites you. What are your passions? What would you do with your life if money were no object? This is how we reconnect back to who we are and what it is that we want. A lot of people just say, well, Dan, I have no passions. I have no motivation. I would argue that you just don't have discipline. You don't have the discipline to make yourself and your wants and your desires a priority in your life. And once you start imagining what it is you'd like to create, I think you also need to visualize what's going to prompt you to go after it. What is the result on the back end that is going to be created that is going to keep you moving in the direction of this vision? Typically in my mentorship group, we talk about, you know, there are really only three prompts that you have that will push you toward your purpose. Number one, you could go after something to prove the naysayers wrong. Maybe your vision is something that everybody in your life has doubted. Your parents told you you can never achieve it. You have a spouse or a significant other who doubted you. What would it be like to prove the naysayers wrong? Maybe those kids who were mean to you on the playground and told you you'd never amount to anything. What would it be like to go back to the high school reunion and know that you've created something amazing? You can also visualize how you're going to better show up for your family, how you're going to better take care of your loved ones once you create this thing you're passionate about? Will it result in an increase in income if you start your business or if you take that invention you've always thought about and you bring it to life? 
Maybe you'll just be happier when you're reconnected to your passion, so you'll show up better as a parent. You won't be short. You won't be cranky. You'll be more gracious and have more time to spend with the kids because you won't be sulking and feel depleted in the corner. It's a big thing that I see with so many people who reach out to me for discovery calls is one of their big concerns is they know on some level that they're not showing up for their families the way they want. They're so sucked into the hamster wheel of corporate America and pleasing other people that they just don't even have the energy at the end of the day to give to their loved ones. So visualize what that will be like. And if you don't have a family of your own, right now, visualize how creating this freedom through doing your passion will give you the opportunity and the time to attract that family connection in your life. And the third one is also thinking about the impact that you could make in the world. If you reconnected to your passions, if you started making art, if you started writing music, if you brought your business to life, what would be the impact on other people? You know, imagine that artwork that you sell hanging in somebody's house is a centerpiece, a conversation piece when people come over. The joy it's going to bring them when they have that art piece hanging up in the house. What is the impact that the business you want to start, what will it create in the community? Think about that. Visualize all these things. This is how you're going to find not just your passion, but also that motivation and the drive to show up for it. And then once we start to create the vision, step number three is we have to retrain our brain to focus on what we want. So many of us wake up every day focusing on what we don't want. We focus on what we're afraid of. You've got to set those mental triggers to feel those emotions. Everything in your life is driven by emotion. Think about it. You take very different action when you're feeling inspired, optimistic, or creative than if you wake up feeling hopeless, depressed, and miserable. Those emotions dictate the action that you take. The action that you take dictates the outcomes that you experience in your life. So everything starts on an emotion. Even on the negative emotions that you're feeling, by the way, you don't wake up with them. You usually get triggered by it. Nobody just, you know, spends all day 24-7 feeling angry. There's usually something that triggers you. Some idiot cuts you off in traffic or, you know, somebody said something hurtful to you. And then once you hear that, you get triggered into a space of being angry or resentful. But you can also trigger yourself to feel positive emotions. Vision boards are great for this because when you see up on a poster board on the wall the things you want to create, you start putting yourself in that energy of what that would be like. You know, I told you before about using the trick, you can set alarms on your iPhone to go off. And maybe you put three words that you want to show up as. Maybe you just put passion on an alarm, you know, so that every time that alarm goes off three times a day, you have to retrain your brain and think, what can I be passionate about right now in this moment? And if I'm not passionate about anything, what is it I could create that would give me some excitement and some passion in my life? It's not just enough to visualize once a day. We need to make this an ongoing practice, and that takes some dedication, some focus, and repetition throughout the day. And finally, if you want to rediscover your passion, my fourth and final step is you've got to create some celebration into your life. You've got to be able to celebrate the small wins. You lose passion when you don't celebrate the good things in your life. 
This was a big thing for me in my corporate career. You know, I've told you, I was the kid who was the overachiever. I was like an executive at age 23. By age 24, I bought the Lexus, and I bought like a condo in one of the nicest suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio. And then, you know, I kept moving up and getting bigger jobs for more money. But nowhere along the way did I really stop to give myself credit for any of the things that I was doing. The minute I would accomplish one thing, I would immediately set the next goal. I would push the goalpost further out on my happiness. And eventually I collapsed on myself. This is where the midlife crisis that we talk about comes from. You are going to flatline. You're going to go south if you aren't celebrating and finding gratitude for the small wins every day. So whether you journal or maybe it's just something that you think about mentally before you go to bed at night, before you journal, what did you do well today? Give yourself credit. Really feel it. Integrate it. Create a physical experience to allow yourself to celebrate. You've heard me talk about this, and I'm not trying to pimp the Facebook group that hard, but it's a great way for uh, this entire community to stay connected in between episode releases. I posted a video in the Life Amplified Facebook group of one of my clients who just submitted her resignation this week at her soul-sucking corporate job. One of the things I do, and it's silly and it's goofy, but I will literally play celebration music on our calls together and make them actually sort of dance and celebrate themselves because it's a big moment. So many people talk about leaving a job that they hate, but so few actually have the follow through. So you can see a client of mine and I on video where I'm playing Freedom by George Michael (laughs) and she's just sort of dancing and celebrating herself because she is now free from the corporate grind. She's launching her own business and I am so excited for her. Every time I enroll a new client into my programs, I celebrate. I get excited about the impact I'm going to make in that person's life. I literally play All I Do Is Win, the rap song. I've got it on my phone. So every time a new client enrolls, I end up just like jumping around my living room. (laughs) And that's my way to celebrate now. I never used to do that before, but I also didn't used to be a passionate, happy human being. So for you, maybe the idea of celebration music seems hokey. It seems cheesy, but create some social rewards for yourself. You know, call up a friend and be like, hey, I just wrote 30 pages on the book I've always said I'm going to write, let's go out and get a drink. You know, maybe when you lose that first 10 pounds in your weight loss journey, you do something and you treat yourself. Preferably not going to like Golden Corral all-you-can-eat buffet if it's a weight loss journey, but maybe you go treat yourself. Get that new pair of shoes that you've always been looking at. Or maybe you go out and buy some clothes that are going to fit you better once you start losing that weight. you got to build in these rewards and celebration for yourself, and that is a way that you maintain passion. So to recap, what is keeping you disconnected from your passions in life? We talked about three patterns that will absolutely smother any sense of passion. You're putting yourself last. You value the opinion of others more than yourself. And to some level, you doubt your intuition. What are four steps for you to lead a more passionate life? We talked about sleep. You got to get seven to nine hours per night. You got to do it consistently. We talked about doing a seven-day challenge here where you turn off the Wi-Fi in your house after After 7 p.m., you use that time to relax, to unwind, to create time for you, to spend time with the people that you love most in your life. We talked about the power of visualization, clearing that mental space, not focusing on everybody else's needs, but what would excite you? What do you want to create in your life? 
We talked about retraining your brain, focusing on what you want, making it a practice, setting up alarms on your cell phone to remind you, what am I passionate about today? What could I create that I'm passionate about? And finally, we talked about celebrating the wins, being in a constant state of celebration, because if you cannot give yourself credit for the small steps you're taking, you're never going to find satisfaction once you reach the ultimate goal. And really, that's the ultimate failure, right? Is to succeed, but to feel empty and unfulfilled. I hope this message inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. If you would love to participate in the conversation, maybe you're going to take me up on that seven-day Wi-Fi challenge. Join our private Facebook group. I want to hear all about it. Facebook.com slash groups slash Life Amplified. And once you're reconnecting here to your passion, the next question becomes, how do I live my purpose? How do I bring it to life? And how do I take my purpose and turn it into my paycheck? I have a special free online training that I'm going to be doing on Tuesday evening, May 15th. I would love for you to join me. You can register for that. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well as a link at the top of my website if you want to sign up and join us at creativesoulcoaching.net. If you are a person who is unfulfilled in your current job, if you're a person who is confused about your life's purpose, if you are a person who's been successful but you feel empty and you're convinced that you can't earn an income making an impact in the world, this training is really going to be a game changer for you. It would be my greatest privilege to serve you and in a more deep way than we get to do here on the podcast. I know we get to spend 20 to 30 minutes together every week, but this is going to be a special one-hour training, and it's a chance for us to do a Q&A and be interactive with each other. So get all the details on that webinar in the show notes or go to my website. I look forward to serving you soon. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time.